The Daf Lamid Amid Aleph. So we're up to five lines into the page. Amar Rav Asi. Amar Asi, Amar Rav. Varmila Amar Rav, Isi, Amar Rav. Rav said the following thing. Rav Meir, Rav Yaisi, Rav Yeshua, Rav Elazar, Rav Eliezer. These five Tanoim. They all say the following thing, which is there's no such thing as a shlishi bechulin. I mentioned this yesterday, that for a tumah, you could be an aviavosa tumah, an ava tumah. It touches something, becomes a rishon, touches something, becomes a sheni. Sheni is the end of tumah for non-truma and non-kachim. It doesn't exist. There's no such thing. If I'm, if I'm, I'm, a, I'm a regular Yisrael, and I have regular apples in front of me, and it's not truma, not not kodshim, just regular apples, and it touches, a sheni touches those apples, fine. There's no such thing as a shlishi regarding chulin, except truma and kodshim. The, these five tanoim said that. Now, by the way, the Mepharshim point out, generally when the Gemara says, boom, b'shamay, uh, b'shila, said the following thing, it, it sounds like it's their unique shita. No, everyone agrees to this. They were just the five people who said it. It's a universally accepted fact. There is no such thing as a shlishi regarding non-truma. And we're just going to go through and prove how they all feel this way. So let's run through it together. Okay, Rav Meir. What's Rav Meir shita? The Tanan. The Mishnah says like this. Kol haton Basically, Rav Meir shita is, if you have a rabbinic tuma, right? And we talked about this yesterday, that you could have, like, biblical tumas, there's different levels, right? The Torah says you're an av. The Torah says you're this, you're that. What if you have a rabbinic tumma? Whatever it is. Chazal made a special tumma. Chazal said, if you do this, you're tummy, right? And remember the beginning of Shabbos? Yeah, no, no, that's more just in the hands. Huh? The, the Gemara said in the beginning of the, the in Mesech Shabbos, there's 18 takanas. I think one of them is that if after going to the mikvah, you take a shower in the mikvah, right, you're tummy. Right. Okay, not nowadays, but in the times of the Gemara. So, you tell me. Because they didn't want people to get confused and think that part of the purification process is mikvah plus shower. So, you tell me. What level of tumah are you? Right? You just said, you tell me. Like, the rabbinic tumas, what are they? So, Rameir Shita is, you're a shlishi. Chazal made you a shlishi. Okay, that's Rameir Shita. And now, look how he describes what a shlishi is. Kaltan bi esmaim from any time, you're tell rabbinically, mitames akoidish. You're a shlishi, so if you touch kudshim, it's a problem. Or if you touch kudshim that touch another kudshim, you're a problem, because kudshim could go to Ravi. Paisla is a truma. It's a disqualification for truma, because truma can be a shlishi. Mutter b'chulun and meiser, but there's no problem of touching chulun and meiser sheni, meaning a shlishi can touch chulun. Boom. If you're a shlishi, you touch truma. Truma can be a Ravi. Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, you make a shlishi. I apologize. You're, you, they made you're you that you're, you're a shani in as much that you make a shlishi. I apologize. I should have made that clear. You're not a shlishi. You make a shlishi. So therefore, Sedra Mayor, you can't touch truma, you can't touch kachim, but you could touch chulin. Boom. Stop right there. Very clear. A shlishi is no such thing as shlishi by chulin. Now, the chachamim only argue, the chum disagree regarding meiser, meiser shani. They treat meiser shani as, as more holy than chulin. But everyone agrees that chulin, there's no such thing as a shlishi. And that's why if you're rabbinically tame, you make a shlishi, he says you could touch chulin. Because there's no such thing as a shlishi by chulin. That's her mayor. Let's keep going. Rav Yossi's hada amran. Dim isay, lais the revi betruma vechamisha bekodesh. Rav Yossi obviously holds that way because based on yesterday's daf. If you remember yesterday's daf, Rav Yossi had kalvachomers. Rav Yossi's kalvachomer was that. Um, his basic premise of the Kavachomer is that if Chulin 
makes a she- if Shani is a problem by Chulin, then Kavachomer, Truma will be one step more. And if Truma is one step more, Kavachomer, Kachim is one step more. Rav Yossi's whole premise of yesterday's daf is that whatever Chulin is, Truma is one step worse and Kachim is two steps worse. And that's why in yesterday's daf, that was how he proved that Kachim are a problem by Ravi. Because if Truma makes a Shlishi, Kavachomer, Kachim makes a Ravi. If there's such a thing as a shlishi by chulin, then Rav Yossi's kavachomer would actually extend it that truma would be revii and kachim would be a chamishi. Meaning, the whole premise of yesterday's daf, Rav Yossi, is that chulin stops at cheni, truma goes to shlishi, and kachim goes to revii. If chulin goes to shlishi, then everything will be pushed back one. Okay. The next one is Rav Yeshua. Most of them are just outright, they just say it outright, like Rav Meir. Rav Yeshua, Ditanan, Ha'ochol ho'chol rish. Okay, uh, one, one more thing. If a person eats tame food, biblically, he's not tame. Food cannot contaminate a person on a biblical level. It's not possible. Um, but Chazal made it that if you touch, if you eat something tame, you're tame. Now the reason why is because they were afraid on a biblical level. I could just eat tame foods. It won't do anything to me. The food can't contaminate a person. But Chazal were afraid that a kain would eat tameh apples. Okay, first of all, he can. If the Torah says he can, then go for it. And then while he's eating apples, he wants to wash it down with some truma wine. And then the wine will become tameh in his mouth. So because of that, Chazal were like, no eating tameh foods. No, no, no such thing. If you eat tameh foods, you're tameh. Now what level of tumah? This is the machlogus. Rav Eliezer, Omer, ho'ochol ochol rishon rishon. Sheni, sheni, shlishi, shlishi. Rav Eliezer's shita is, whatever you eat, you become. You eat a Rishon, you're a Rishon. You eat a Shani, you're a Shani. You eat a Shlishi, you're a Shlishi. Okay? Rav Yeshua Omer, no. Ha'ochol, ochol, Rishon, ochol, Shani, Shani. Rav Yeshua says, no. If you eat a Rishon or a Shani, you're a Shani. Rav Yeshua believes you become a Shani. And Shlishi is Shani B'Kodesh, and Shani B'Chuma. And if you eat a Shlishi, you're, you're only contaminating Kodshim, not Truma. Okay. Now, this Mishnah describes eating a Rishon that's Tameh. Understood. You become either a Rishon or a Shani. Shani that's Tameh, you become a Shani. And then it says shlishi, that's tame. How do you ever have shlishi? Again, you can only have a shlishi by truma. If you're eating tame truma, that's not a rabbinic tuma. That's a biblical problem. So we're describing a rabbinic tuma, and it says you eat a shlishi. How do you have shlishi? So they addressed it. The only time you could have a shlishi by non-truma and kachim is if you're a kayan and you're treating your chulan like truma. Meaning, there was such a phenomenon that while shlishi, while chulan cannot become a shlishi, kayhanim would sometimes take it upon themselves like a neder that they would treat all their foods like truma. So then, if you're treating your foods like truma, then you could have a shlishi from the perspective of chulan. Altaris truma in... You see that even this Mishnah only believes there's a possibility of having a shlishi if you're accepting it with the stringency of truma. But even if you're accepting it with the stringency of kachim, it's not a thing. Meaning, you see from this Mishnah, there is no such thing as a shlishi by chulin. I how did it happen? The Mishnah describes eating a shlishi that's chulin. That's dafka for a kayin who accepted upon himself to be machmer with his chulin like truma. But outside of that situation, it doesn't exist. That's how you see that there's no such thing as a shlishi by chulin. And the, and, meaning, and the very fact, because think about it, the, Bryce, the Mishnah describes a shlishi being tameh, non-truma, not kashu, shlishi being tameh. And Rav Shu is like, how's that possible? Oh, the case is where a kayan made a neder, where he's going to treat his chulin like truma, and then the, you see, the fact that you have to come on to such a crazy case, it means there's no such thing as a standard shlishi by chulin. Okay? 
One more pretty simple one, and then a little bit more of an, uh, you have to think about it. Revelazar, Detanya, Revelazar, Oimer, Shlisht and Shavar. Revelazar says the following three halachas are the same. Harishon, Shebekodesh, Shebechulin, Shebetruma. If you have a Rishon, that's Tameh, whether it's Kadshim, whether it's Truma, whether it's Chulin, what's the status of a Rishon? Metameh Shnaim, Upois, Lacha, Bekodesh. A Rishon can make a Revi'i by Kadshim, meaning. A Rishon makes a Shani, which makes a Shlishi, which makes a Revi'i by Kadshim. Metame echod upaislach by truma, by truma it goes to a shlishi, right? So kachim goes to revi, truma goes to a shlishi. Paislach bechulon, bechulon only goes to a sheni. Mamish speaks it out, like he says it outright. Okay, fine. So far, so good, so easy. Now the last case is a little more, it's not hard, it's just you have to think about it, it's interesting. Let me give a background to the following case. Um, the halach is that you have to separate challah. Right? If you make bread, you have to separate challah. How much is challah? 124th of a saw, I think is a saw. 124th of a saw. Now, let's say you have tame dough. Whatever, the dough became tame accidentally. You still have to separate challah. But the challah is not going to be eaten by a kain because it's tame. It's just going to be burnt and destroyed. So you don't have to separate a 24th. You have to separate a 48th. Because what's the point of separating so much if it's not going to be eaten by a kain anyway? Fine. So there's a different amount of separation if you're giving it to the kain or if it's tame and just being destroyed. What happens if you have a dough that you made tummy on purpose? I don't know. You thought it would be funny. I don't know. You're like, you know what? Actually, think about it. You don't like the kayan. And you're like, if it's tahar, I have to give him a 24th. No. I'm making it tummy. I'm making it tummy. I don't care. Get rid of that guy. So what's the halacha if you did it on purpose? So the first opinion is the chachamim, which we're not going to quote here. The chachamim say you have to separate chalab, you have to separate a 24th. You're not going to get away with it. You're not going to get rewarded. Because think about it. If you have a Yisrael who eats foods that are tummy, I don't care. I'm, a, I'm not a Kayan. I'll eat foods that are tummy. What do I care? And if I have a Kayan in the neighborhood who I don't like, so if it's tar, I have to separate it 24th. If it's tummy, 48th. I'll make it tummy. I made it tummy on purpose. I take a lizard and touch it to my dough. So the halacha is the Tanakama feels you have to separate it 24th. You shouldn't be rewarded for making it tummy. Revelyezer disagrees. Revelyezer shita is. You have to make a second dough and fix it. Now, here's the problem. Let, let me explain the issue. I have a dough in front of me that's tummy. Okay? I have to separate challah. Rabbi Yezah says, you can't separate challah from that. you got to make a tahar dough. Separate from the tahar dough for that. Okay. Here's the problem, though. The challah has to be separated touching the dough it's coming off of. So, okay. So, I have a tummy dough to my left. I make a tahar dough to my right. I can't just take off from here and have in mind, it should be for both. It doesn't work. It has to touch it. But if I touch it, I'm making it tummy. So what do I do? That's Rav Liezer's problem. Rav Liezer Oimer. Titanan. Rav Liezer Oimer. If you made a dough tummy on purpose, you have to make a tahar dough and then separate for the tar, from the tahar dough for the tummy dough. But how do you do that? Because again, it's like a it's like a shtickle problem. You gotta make it the dough the challah has to come off of the dough that you want to fix, which in this case is tame. But if it touches it, it becomes tame. So here's what you do. Oh, maybe. So here's what you do. Keitzad Again, you have the two doughs in front of you. You got the tame dough to your left, the tahar dough to your right. Shloi hor Go to the next page. Okay, here's what you do. You take a piece of challah from the tahar dough. Take it off. Don't call it challah yet. Take it off. Put it next to the tummy dough. Not touching. Then take a piece of dough less than a beya 
and put it in between. The halacha is that tumma is only transmitted by food, by uh, dough the size of a beya. So put it less than a beya, so it's like a bridge. So it's like a little thin little strip of dough. So it connects it for the laws of challah, but it won't actually contaminate it. From the laws of tumma. You hear what I'm saying? So you have the tummy dough. You want to separate challah from the tummy dough, but the piece of challah has to come from the tummy dough, but if you put it, if you touch it, then it'll become tummy. So here's what you do. Take a little strip of dough, put it, uh, here's tummy, take a little strip of dough, here's the tummy dough, take a little strip, put it over here, less than a beya, so it won't transmit tumma, and then put the piece of challah right there, touching, so it's technically connected, but, but it won't transmit. Now this is not related to our discussion, it's just a very clever idea. Then you have the Chachamim, and they say, no, Oisim, they say, no good. The Chachamim say, no good, I don't believe in that solution. You have, just separate the tumma, uh, separate the challah from the tummy dough. They're just keeping it separate. Well, it, it's being connected by something that won't transmit tumma. Okay, it's a clever idea. The Chachamim are against it, we'll see why in a moment. Again, what they're doing, you're taking a piece of... You're taking a piece of dough that's going to be the challah, right. but you can't put it in the tummy no. dough, because then it'll become tummy. So you're using a strip of dough less than a beya, which won't transmit tumma, to connect it. That's the bridge. Okay, that's clever. Here's a step further. Revelezer then said, I actually, I think I'm cool with it even if the dough is a beya. Meaning it doesn't have to be a little strip. Big strip of dough. Now wait a minute. What has, what would that, what would that be? Then the challah is going to become tummy. Oh, so what's the answer? That challah, the, the tummy dough is a rishon. We're assuming it's a rishon. That strip of dough is now a sheni. That is a shlishi. There's no such thing as shlishi by chulin. That's the source. Cut the strip to the tummy dough first. Correct. But yeah, but that's the point. So you take the dough, which is a rishon. You put the, not a strip. Now it's a piece, like you put a little loaf. That's now a sheni. Then it touches the challah, which is a shlishi. Perfect. Perfect. So would, would have been an issue then. Oh, perfect. Now, by the way, it's assuming two things, by the way. It's assuming that there's no such thing as a shlishi by chulin. It's also assuming that dough, that challah wasn't separated, is not treated like challah. Meaning, we know that you can have shlishi by truma, you can have shlishi by challah, because challah is holy. But it's assuming that because the challah is not separated, it's treated as chulin, so it's nothing, and then you could separate challah from it. That's the assumption, but that's the proof. That's a pretty good raya. You hear what I'm saying? Yeah. That's it doesn't become part of Correct. one piece. Now you have three pieces, though. It really, you have the one piece. But we look at it as three independent. So, Savrua, what's the proof? How is this a proof that Rav Liezer holds there's no such thing as Shlishi by Chulin? Because we're assuming the first dough was a Rishon. The second dough is now a Shani. This shlish, this third dough is a Shlishi. He's cool with it. And you have to assume that dough that has challah in it, that's not separated, is not treated as challah. Because again, challah can become a problem for shlishi. Anything that's holy, like truma, kudshim, challah, can become a problem. He's looking at a dough that challah was not separated as chulin completely. Then shlishi is nothing. Then you separate the challah, and it's fine. Do we look at tevel the same way? Interesting. I, I, I don't think so, but I don't know. Yeah, 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 I hear what you're saying. I'm not sure. But that's, that's how he looks at it. So that's why he's cool with it. Why are the Rabbanon against it? The Rabbanon don't like this solution. So what's the Mach like? Oh, it must be. Why are the Rabbanon against this? This is a pretty clever solution. You have the Rishon. Take the piece of dough that's a Shani. The Chala is a Shlishi. Shlishi doesn't exist by, by Chulin. Revelez is cool with it. The Rabbanon are like, no, 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 no good. 
Why are the Rabban against it? it? Must be the Rabban holds that Shlishi is a thing by Chulin. But that's, that seems like that's now a Chiddush. The Gemara says, no. Amarav Mari Bereder of Kahana, the Kuliyama in Shani Yosef Shlishi Bechulin, Vacha Bechulin Atzvul Nechalakim Iflagi, Marsav Kechaladami, Marsav Lekechaladami. The answer is no. Everybody agrees Shlishi is nothing for Chulin. Why the Rabban are against the solution? I'll tell you why. They don't look at this as Chulin. Chulin means non holy. Is this dough non holy? No, because it has challah in it. Meaning, when you have dough that challah was not separated yet, you can look at it as two different ways. You can look at it as a purely non holy dough that at some point you have to separate challah and then that piece will become holy. The Rabbanon don't look at it that way. They look at it as when you have a dough that you didn't separate challah, the dough is partially holy because it has challah in it. So the reason why they're not liking this solution is because it's not a shlishi by chulin. Chulin means non holy. This isn't non holy. This has challah in it. It has to be treated with the stringency of challah. Challah could become tummy by a shlishi, so they don't love that solution. You hear what I'm saying? So normally, if it was just straight up chulin, everyone would be cool with it. But the Rabban are against it because they say this isn't chulin. This is dough that challah wasn't separated yet. And dough that challah wasn't separated is treated as holy. That's a problem. That's the first reason why the Rabban are against it. Or I'll tell you another problem. Originally, what did Rav Eliezer say? You can't even have a, you could have a small strip, less than a beya, which doesn't transfer, transfer tumah. The Rabbana were still against that. Why? This is a Rishon. The strip becomes, doesn't transfer Tumah. It's a Shani, but it doesn't transfer Tumah. The Rabbana are like, no, Aser. Why? You want to know why? The Rabbana believe you're not allowed to create more Tumah in Eretz Yisrael. Very simply put. It has nothing to do with the Chala. It has nothing to do with The Rabbana do not like a halachic solution that makes you add Tumah to the world. That's it. So the reason why the Rabban are against it is not because it's shlishi. Very simply put, they don't like this solution because you're making a piece of dough tummy. That little strip is becoming tummy. It's not transferring. That little strip is becoming tummy. They don't like that you're making more tummy in the world. So therefore, separate tummy from the tummy dough. See, the the Rabban and Shita has nothing to do with the chala. They don't like that you're contaminating the strip. So the Gemara says, Really, everyone agrees this is chulin. Even though chala wasn't separated, it's treated as regular chulin. And everyone agrees there's no such thing as a shlishi by chulin. So Rav Liezer seems to make a lot of sense. Why are they abundant against it? Over here, the argument is, can I make toma in Eretz Yisrael for, for chulin? Am I allowed to do that? The Rav Eliezer is cool with it. He feels it's fine. There's no, there's no problem with spreading Tumah. And the Rabbana feels it's a problem. So it has nothing to do with the Chala. It's the strip that they're, they're against. Okay. Uh, the rest of the daf will take us like four minutes. Very, very easy. Um, we mentioned in the Mishnah that Rav Akiva, right, we had a, very, very quickly that you have to give the cities of the Levium to the Levium. And then outside of the city, there was a contradiction. One Pasuk said you have to give him a thousand Amas. Another Pasuk says you have to give him two thousand Amas. So Rav Akiva said, you give him a thousand Amas. And the two thousand Amas is a reference to Shabbos. It's not a reference of giving them land. It's that no Jew is allowed to go outside of the city of two thousand Amas, meaning Tchum is an issue. And then the, who's disagree with him? Rav Yaisi Haglili, Rav Eliezer, Rav Haglili said, no, there's no such thing as Tchum. What's the Pasuk referring to? You have to give them, you have to give them 1,000 Amis of vineyards and 2,000 Amis of open land. So you basically ha- have Machlaikas whether the Pasuk is referring to Tchum. What's the Machlaikas about? The Machlaikas is, is Tchum a biblical concept? Rabbi Kiva feels yes, and therefore he has a Pasuk for it. Rabbi Yossi Aglili feels no. Rabbi Lezer feels there's no such thing as Tchum. Tchum is a complete creation of the Darabonon, and therefore the Pasuk must be referring to something else. Okay. Last uh, bit of the Gemara. 
is um, we had in the Mishnah that Oz Yashir, how was it said? So the Mishnah referenced two opinions, but really there's three opinions. The Gemara is, the Mish, the Gemara is going to bring down a Braisa. There was three opinions as to how Oz Yashir was formulated. So let's go through each one. Taner Abanan. Bay Bayim Darish Avikiva, the day of that Rivikiva Darshan. Bishash Ali Yisrael Minayam, when the Jewish people got out of the Yamsuf, Nasim Le Mashira. They wanted to sing Shira, the Ketzer Amashira. How was Shira Sayam? Oz Yashir said, Kigaitl Hamakris Ahalil. It's like the person saying halal. How is the chazan saying halal? So the chazan says, What do we respond? He says, What do we say? Now, again, we also say, we repeat after, but really the fulfillment is we just say, We just repeat the same um, in, in a song. What's it called? Um, there's like the. The, the lyrics, and then there's like the the the, cor- the chorus, the one that's repeated constantly at the chorus. So there's a chorus. The chazan says A, we say A. He says B, we say A. He says C, we say A. So that was how Az Yashir was, meaning Moshe Rabbeinu said Az Yashir, Hashem, Hashem, We said Ashir Hashem. Micha Meicha Bekeilam Hashem, Ashir Hashem. That that was how it was said. The Hei Nachach of Rashi Prakim. We just always said the same stanza, meaning. That's the first opinion. That we just repeated the same thing over and over again. By the way, you have it also in like, um, by like Tefilas Tau. Yes. Yeah, like you have it where the Chazan is saying this and we just say like, Amen or Lebracha. Amen, Lebracha. Amen, Lebracha. There's certain, you know, it was an old school version. That's like the first version. You have He says, He says very simply, it was repeat after me. Everything. Meaning, Moshe said A, we said A. Moshe said B, we said B. Moshe said C, we said C. It was Mamish, repeat after me, line for line. Okay, easy. Repeat after me. And then the third version was, I'm sorry, the third one is like the Chazan. How do you do Mincha? The Chazan gets up there and he says, He says the first line, and then what do we do? We all say it together. Then we all start together. So too it was Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu said, Ashir Lashem Ki And then everyone said, Ashir Lashem Ki And then everyone continued together. And it was a miracle that they were able, huh? It was a miracle that they were able to, Reb Nechemi is the biggest miracle because he was saying that every member of Klal Yisrael had a nevuah to say the exact same words. So Moshe Rabbeinu was like the Chazan. So he started off by saying, Ashir Lashem Ki like Asher Yoshev Eisecha, and then everyone just said it together in unison, and the Chiddush was, they didn't have Sidurim, and they were able to say it together. That was the Chiddush. What's the Machalikas about? Because the Pasuk says, uh, the Pasuk says, was the Pasuk? The Pasuk says, Vayyaymru Lamar. I don't want to quote the Pasuk. The Pasuk says, Lamar. Um, here, the Mishnah. Oz Yashem Ayyashem Neyisel Shashir Azayis Lashem Vayyaymru Lamar. And it says, repeat after me. So what's Lamar? So Rav Akiva says, Lamar Amil Sakamaisa. Meaning, Lamar means saying, say the first thing, Ashir Lashem. That's it. That's all you have to say. Rav Yelazim Neyisel Lamar Akal Milsamis. He says, no, Lamar means repeat after me. Everything, Lamar. And Rav Nechemia says, no, really, don't focus on Lamar. It's Vayyaymru. 
Vayimru, they said, they all said it together. And Lamar is the Pasach Moshe Bereshit. What does it mean, Lamar? It means Lamar is Moshe Abinu started like a Chazin, that's Lamar. He started saying, and then Vayimru, then everybody said it together. Okay. Just to end off the daf. When the Jewish people ascended from the Yamsuf, they wanted to sing Shira. And how did they say Shira? You had an infant resting on the mother's knees. And a baby was nursing. But once Klal Yisrael saw Hashem's presence, the baby lifted up its head and the baby that was nursing stopped nursing even the baby said from the mouth of infants you establish your strength. And how your mayor Oimer went with this, or may used to say, even the fetuses in the stomach, in the womb, said Shira, Shenemar, the Makaloi's Birchol Kim Amshem Mimkar Yisrael, the Makaloi's Birchol Hashem, Klal Yisrael, blessed Hashem, Mimkar Yisrael, from the source, meaning from the womb. That's where they blessed Shira. So just, I guess, the Gemara says, Holy Chaz, I think this is taken out, right? This, this part was taken out. Holy Chaz, what do you mean? How could they sing Shir? They didn't see him. How could an unborn fetus? So the Gemara says, They saw the womb became like a glass. Meaning, I was going to say, that's probably why I was taken out, that they see more than anybody else. All right, we'll stop here. And now,